This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis on the Trailblazer, also on Sunday morning, every Sunday morning across this nation on about 100 radio stations. We have the Voice of Truth broadcast, uh, Pastor L.R. Shelton, the late pastor, bringing God's message. We've aired his broadcast for many, many years now, and we, uh, we, we just praise the Lord for your for you listening, and we asked you to let us know where you're listening from, what station, if you will, and uh, pray for us day by day as we get out the gospel. And uh, it's our only aim here to get out the gospel. Folks call me sometime, ask me. Uh, we always have your detractors and those things, people that just don't agree with you. And folks will write me and say, what do you preach, old trailblazer? I said, well, I preach Christ. Preach Christ as our Savior, as our sacrificial lamb. And we're looking at uh, Abraham how the Lord called Abraham and told him he's going to make him a father of all nations. But Abraham was, uh, was, was doubting the Lord. He didn't have any, any children. He'd grown up to be an old, old man, and he was doubting the Lord. And the Lord was dealing with his heart. In our last study, we mentioned there how the Lord said uh, to you and me, uh, come now, let us reason together. So he was reasoning with Abraham, and he said to him uh, on that occasion, he was sitting out there, he, I want you to listen to what the Lord said. He said, Abraham, take me a heifer three years old and a she-goat three years old and a ram three years old and a tur- turtle dove and a pigeon. So I want to call your attention. First of all, we, we, we miss so much by not watching what we read. Let's look there. In the ninth verse, he says, take me. Take me. This was God's sacrifice. This was not Abraham's sacrifice. It was God's. Take me. Come to me. You notice he said, take a heifer, a goat, a ram, a turtle dove, and a pigeon. These were the animals and birds of the sacrifice. Together they typified the Messiah, Jehovah Jesus, the sinner's substitute in his completeness. And I want to ask you uh, at this time, as we bring these messages, uh, periodically I like to probe your heart just a little bit. Uh, do you know anything about the sacrifice? The sacrifice... Uh, in the Old Testament, played a great part in the teaching of God's Word in the ministry and showing us how that Christ died for sinners. But in simplicity, in my life and in yours, we look at the Lord Jesus Christ as our sacrificial lamb. He was, he was crucified there on the cross, according to God's Word, and He became our substitute. He took our place. You and I, you and I should have died. You and I should have suffered. You and I should have been uh, uh, hung there on that cross. But the Lord took our place, and the blood was shed. That's what we're looking at in this study. The blood, uh, he said, uh, uh, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. The Lord was teaching Abraham here the great blood covenant, the eternal blood covenant, according to Hebrews thirteen twenty. There's no such a thing as believing the word and being saved apart from the blood covenant. The blood covenant made between the Father and the Son is the basis or the foundation of every sinner's salvation. You can't be saved apart from the blood. That's what we have today in our modern religion, in our modernist, in our free willing, free willism, all of those things, easy believingism. They're bloodless. There's no blood there. And the Lord says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Let me let me go back and mention there in the in the deliverance of the children of the Hebrew children in Egypt, 
the blood was the most important thing. Had the Lord passed over Egypt that night and there was no blood on the doorpost, those individuals, the firstborn of every home, every household, would have been killed. But when he saw the blood, he said, when I see the blood, the blood was the imp- most important, the only important thing in that whole equation, my friend. It was the blood. It was the blood. And so there's no such a thing as believing the word and being saved apart from the blood covenant. Have you ever claimed the blood? Have you ever been uh, washed in the blood, my friend? The blood covenant between the Father and the Son is the basis, the very foundation of a sinner's salvation. Abraham believed the promise, and it had to be ratified by blood. All the promises of God's word point to the blood covenant. It's the blood that makes a difference. Jehovah Christ said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Remember, remember, my friend, just believing the word is not salvation. Resting upon a promise is not salvation. Resting upon your faith is not salvation. Resting, listen, upon the promise is not salvation. Resting uh, upon the finished work of Christ is not salvation. The word of God points you to Calvary, to the God of resurrection, where the blood was spilt, where the blood was shed. Christ is the believer's salvation, my friend. I wish I could, I wish I could hammer that home to some of you folks who tell me you want to be saved and you can't trust the Lord. It's the blood, my friend. Christ, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Now, let's notice how God brought Abraham to believe and to know the blood covenant in Christ, which is the security and the foundation and the salvation of every soul. It says here in verse 10, And he took unto him all of those, speaking of the things that he was required to bring, the heifer, the goats, and the ram, and the pigeon. He took unto all of those, those five sacrificial offerings and divided them, or he just split them, opened them up, split them down the middle. And he slew the animals, cut them, divided them into two pieces. Then he said, he laid each piece one against the other, but the birds he divided not. Now, when Abraham had finished this task, he stood there looking at them. There was a heifer divided. One half lay over against the other half. The goat had been divided, one half over against the other half. The ram had been divided, one half laid over against the other half. The pigeon and the dove were not divided, one lay over against the other. There was a sacrifice spread out over the ground with a walkway between the halves. Now, my friend, I know many of our listeners, many of our folks, many of you may not have, uh, may not want to hear about bloody religion, they call it. I have folks call me. Say, I don't want your blood and guts religion. I, I want to I hear that God loves everybody. Well, my friend, this is the way of salvation. The blood, the blood sacrifice. And uh, uh, spread out there, uh, what a gory, gruesome, bloody sight to look upon. Abraham believed God. Abraham identified himself with these uh, sacrifice these pieces, these these sacrificial offering. Every sinner who ever gets saved comes to identify himself with Christ as his substitute, my friend. I asked you in our last message, in our last study, uh, 
Do you have a substitute? Do you have a substitute? Oh, my friend, if, you, if you're saved, you have a substitute. You have a substitute. Someone took your place. Someone took your place, my friend. If you're saved, someone took your place. And that someone was the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith, faith, listen, listen. Every sinner who ever gets saved comes to identify himself with Christ as his living high substitute. Faith that believes the word of God, faith that takes God at his word and believes it in the God of resurrection is not ashamed of the cross. Saving faith that lays hold of the word will lay hold of Christ, the sinner's sacrifice, the sinner's substitute. Now, I know I know in this land of ours, in this world of ours now, much is made on the cross. We see those things, and uh, much emphasis is put there, and much, uh, much people believe in, in packing the cross, wearing around it. Those things mean nothing, my friend. That's just, that's, just a, uh, that's, just, that's just a foolishness. But the cross of Christ, oh, my friend, but listen, listen, listen. Uh, the faith that believes the promise is not ashamed, is not ashamed of the crucified, buried, and risen Lord of the promise. They go together. You cannot believe one without the other. For for you to be ashamed of Christ as your substitute means you do not believe the word of God. And Christ said, how can ye believe which receive honor one from another? Oh, listen. The sinner who is not willing to come out and face his own family, his own loved ones, his friends, his associates, and become identified with Christ as his Lord and Savior in the face of all their criticism and ridicule and laughter and fun-making, will never come to know the Lord as his Savior. Now, I don't believe that you need to run up and down the road telling everybody you're a lost sinner. I don't believe in that. I don't think we need to do that. The Lord doesn't say nothing about it. But, my friend, there will come a time when you must take a stand. Someone say, what's the matter, Joe? You, you don't look like you feel good. Well, you know I'm concerned about my soul. About your soul? You're a good old boy, Joe. No. No, old Joe's concerned about his soul. My friend, uh, we talk about being separated from those folks. They'll separate themselves from you. You don't have to worry about them. But listen, if you've got that, that damnable pride that you'll never take your place, even letting folks know, let your family know that you're a lost sinner. And, and it takes grace to do that. I know that. But my friend, uh, Christ, Christ went to the cross. Was he ashamed to go there to the cross? They stripped him naked. Oh, I know they pictures and statues have a little loincloth wrapped around him, but they stripped him naked, my friend, naked before the, the, that ungodly rabble crew there that stood around uh, uh, scorning him and laughing and cutting up and saying he saved himself. Come down, let him save others. And then that, that, those two thieves on the cross, one on either side, they railed on him. They must have. It must have been horrible. That's part of the suffering of our Lord, my friend. You think that you're not going to suffer for Christ's sake? The Lord, the Lord gives us grace to suffer, but it's not like the Lord suffered. No, we're not persecuted in this country. Long years ago, folks used to have to be burnt, was burned at the stake because they took a stand for Christ. Have you ever took a taken a stand? For what you believe, my friend, are you are you so wishy-washy that you 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 just go with the flow, whatever the flow is, you go with it. 
oh, well, you know, we don't want to get wrapped too much wrapped up in religion today. But, my friend, it's not religion. Religion never saved anybody. Religion is just a man's opinion. Did you know that? Everybody's got religion. But I'm talking about salvation in Christ Jesus, our blessed Lord. And he hung there on the cross, identified to the world, to the open world, to the scorn of, of those rebel devils like you and me. If we'd have been there, we'd have been in that crowd. And I, oh, you know, no, I wouldn't. Yes, you would have. With that wicked heart of yours. My friend, we're all alike. We're all alike until the Lord washes us and cleanses us. But here we see the sacrificial lamb. The Lord was teaching Abraham, showing Abraham how he saved a sinner. And we'll get back to that in our next study. We're speaking about blood redemption, my friend. It's the blood. The blood makes a difference. We sing a song here, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. Then we sing another song, There's power in the blood. Power in the blood, wonder-working power. All of those gracious old songs, we have many of them on CD. If you would like, you write me. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a tape list, or I mean a title list of all those titles. And we have nine of those CDs by our late choir that was here before Katrina, and they're $5 each. And if you have someone on the sick bed that loves good music, you write me. I'll send them one complimentary that they can play there softly in the hospital bed or in the nursing home. And we have folks do that. And then if you would, uh, let me hear from you. Tell me where you're listening. Tell me what station you're hearing us over. And if you can, help us with the broadcast. Remember, my website, radiomissions.org. And then... uh, Look us up there on Sermon Audio. You can go there on your computer. You can find the Trailblazer messages. You can find the old uh, Pastor Shelton's messages there. And uh, just 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 write me and let me know. I'll be glad to send you a material if you'd like, tracks to give out. We have plenty of those, and they're free and postpaid. And remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you.